In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Latin title for today, the first Sunday in Lent, is Invocavit. It means, He shall call. And it comes from a verse in Psalm 91, where it says, He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. This applies especially to Christ, whose temptation we heard in the gospel reading. But it is also a promise for we who are in Christ. It is our Lord who teaches us to call on him and promises to hear. Therefore, we may have confidence when we pray that God does hear us and will deliver us from every evil. In the Evangelical Lutheran Church, it has long been the practice to set aside the season of Lent as a time for relearning and refocusing on the teachings of the small catechism. We learn the catechism not for the sake of the catechism itself, but because the catechism takes the essential teachings of Scripture and packages them in a digestible way. The catechism isn't always easy, but it is a good tool for us to learn and confess the Christian faith. We began last year by looking at our Lord's Ten Commandments. The commandments are God's good and holy will. They show us what we should do and what we fail to do. The Ten Commandments show us our need for Christ, and after having received the forgiveness of sins and the gift of faith, they teach us how to love our neighbor. This year, our attention turns to the Apostles' Creed. Today, we confess that God, our Father, is the maker of all things. Now, let's pause for a moment so that we can first answer this question. What's a creed? Creed, as a word, is actually taken from the Latin word credo, which means I believe. A creed, essentially speaking, is a statement of one's beliefs. We all have many creeds. For example, if you believe that one college team is better than another college team, That's a creed. In the Christian church, we also have creeds. We have three of them. The Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, the Athanasian Creed. The Apostles' Creed is the oldest, dating to at least the middle second century. The Nicene Creed comes from 325. The Athanasian Creed is named after a man named Athanasius, And though it probably wasn't written by him, it comes from about the 5th century, and it is a defense and explanation of the faith we confess in the Nicene Creed, particularly as regards the Trinity and the divine and human natures of Jesus. We speak it every Sunday on Trinity Sunday, which is the Sunday after Pentecost. These three creeds together are often called the ecumenical creeds because if you are a Christian, you believe these things. 
We confess these creeds not for their own sake, but because, as with the catechism, they take the true teachings of Scripture and they put them in a digestible format. It takes a lifetime to learn the Scriptures, but one can learn the creeds in a shorter time. They also make it easier for us to confess the faith. If someone asks us what we believe, we can at least turn to the Apostles' Creed, which we probably have memorized. We use the Apostles' Creed in the Catechism because it is the shortest and because, since ancient history, the Apostles' Creed was what you learned before you were baptized. Why not learn it before you get confirmed? The Apostles' Creed is broken into three articles. One each for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This week and next, we are looking at the first article. So let's go ahead and speak the first article of the Creed together. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Already, with just one sentence, we have set ourselves at odds with the world. In recent years, we've begun to notice more and more the division between those who are of God, ourselves, and those who are of the world. This is one area where this division is becoming plainly visible. The world says that There is no maker of heaven and earth, but all things came into being simply by chance and by brute force through the course of evolution. Sadly, even many Christians have fallen into this thinking. Or else they may believe that God started creation, but not in the way that he himself says he did in Genesis. In the first article of the Creed, we mark a line in the sand and we confess that God is the maker of heaven and earth. But why do we confess this and and risk friction for it? We confess that God is the creator of heaven and earth and that it happened in the way Genesis says because that is what Jesus believes. In Matthew 19, some Pharisees came to our Lord in order to test him. They asked him whether it was lawful for a man to divorce his wife, as Moses had allowed them. Jesus answered their question by going back to creation. He said to them, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female, and said, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. Jesus cites the creation account specifically the creation of man and the institution of marriage, as fact. Later in Matthew, 
Jesus also affirms the flood account and how he spoke to Moses from the burning bush. All these are things that the world calls into question, and, and so do some Christians. But we believe that God created the heavens and the earth because that's what Jesus believes. It is the plain witness of the Holy Spirit in the rest of Scripture as well. But time limits us from going further. One can learn these things from Hebrews, from Romans, from Colossians, from 2 Peter, from the Psalms, and of course the reading that we hear every Christmas day, John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. All things were made through Him. We are breaking the first article into two parts, and we'll finish it next week. But before we end for today, we should actually confess what we believe. We've now learned why we should believe that God created the heavens and the earth, and in the way that Genesis says. But what do we believe? It's simple. We, we actually believe what we've already said. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Martin Luther explains this very well in the Catechism. So let's turn to the meaning of the first article. And we'll read just the first paragraph today. We'll, we'll finish it next week. The first paragraph of the meaning of the first article together. I believe that God has made me and all creatures, that he has given me my body and soul, eyes, ears, and all my members, my reason and all my senses, and still takes care of them. Very good. We believe that in six days, God created all that exists, both in heaven and on earth. Things both visible and invisible. He created all things out of nothing simply by speaking. He is God after all and, and can do it. Not only did he create planets and stars and plants and animals, but he also created you and me. Of course, he created us by knitting us together in our mother's wombs as scriptures speak elsewhere. In the beginning, though, God created man by forming him from the dust of the earth. The scriptures say that God formed man as a potter would, a clay vessel. He breathed into man the breath of life, and we became living creatures. This belief does mark us as different from the world. Isn't this what Jesus said, though? If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. The first article doesn't stop with creation, though. We also confess our faith in God using the word Father. Just as our earthly fathers care for us throughout our lives, so does our true Father 
continue to be involved in his good creation. We'll continue with the first article next week. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.